This is a tripod broadcast. Well, let's start recording, so... We just did. Okay, cool. I think this is a key show to listen to because it's... It's it's uh, it's all about emotional masturbation. Yeah. <laughs> Journalistic integrity. It encapsulates everything that we're about. And I'm sorry. Now, <laughs> give that some thought. Yeah. With Addison... I can't be mad at you. You got a haircut. And Matt. I would recommend that you, you stop listening right now. <laughs> We've explained it on this show before. No, I don't. No, no, no. We've had this argument on the show before where I've explained it and you have stubbornly <laughs> said, I don't hate things just because other people like them. That's not what I do. I have, it, that has been, I've been accused of that my entire life, uh-huh. but that's not what I do. Yes. I hate things because they're stupid. If you go out into the world and <laughs> someone is an asshole to you, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. You've met an asshole. It sucks. Mm-hmm. If you go out into the world and Everyone. every other person is an asshole, <laughs> yeah. you're the asshole. I've heard it. I've heard it. That's okay. Well. So, I rest my case. Um, anyway, <laughs> what I'm saying here is that, you know, uh, giving your, when somebody accomplishes something, mm-hmm. pretty monumental. I'm proud. I'd say and I has pr- And has I'm some, uh, 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 get some accolades, uh, kind of reaches a, a certain pinnacle plateau that they haven't reached in their career before. Yeah. And uh and then they they <laughs> talk about it in the group chat with their two best friends. <laughs> and then is completely ignored so they can circle jerk over Kanye's conservative <laughs> tweets again. Uh it stings a little. It's a little it's a little <laughs> a little annoying. I'm sorry. I was impressed. I said that. I told you, and and I wasn't making mm. that up. I read that to my wife mm. now, and I said it was before sex, but let me clarify, because I know you as a man will appreciate this, and it will mean more to you. That's why I'm telling you this. Mm-hmm. It was before sex, after our clothes had already come off. Mm. Yeah, exactly. It does not make me feel proud of you, of no, you, no, no. because you are touching it. You, okay, so it was foreplay has been initiated. Minutes. The clothes have come oh, off. No, it hasn't. We don't do foreplay in my house. <laughs> clothes have come off, and you're like, "Hold on, babe, I got to check the group thread no, to no, no. see what memes have been posted lately." No, see, this is why it means more. It was a couple Please. minutes ago. Like it was, it was probably like ten minutes since you sent that. I went back into the thread and scrolled up to read that to her because I knew it would mean something to her. Mm. Because it's important. Because our friend our, has accomplished something and did well. Yeah. <laughs> You're such a dick. <laughs> yes, I'm the dick. <laughs> I shared it with people that love you, Matt. Okay. Okay. And she said, and I quote, she was like, she was like, we really need to get out there as soon as we can. Yeah, you do, but you don't just show up, make a reservation. Okay. Because uh, it looks like if if. Yesterday was any indication of, of how, how it's going, going to be yeah. from now on. <laughs> um, since, You're you hiring know. Sunday help is the best way to put it. <laughs> no, no. Um, but uh, we will be probably limiting the seating a little bit. So, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Because there's no way. It's just our kitchen has problems keeping up with full dining room and full patio going. But if it's you know my brunch crew, which is half what we, half the people we normally do on a Friday or Saturday night. And we have the dining room and brunch or and patio fill up. There's no way I can't I can't push tickets out with anything shorter than a one hour wait. So now, yeah. you know, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was a good day. Brunch is from what to what? Uh, ten to three. Ten to three. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, if I get there right at ten. 
Because I don't mind making an early reservation. Yeah. When is it busiest? Is it like right over lunch or is 11 it like the to whole one. time? 11 to 1. 11 to 1? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll have to make it outside that window. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I really want <clears throat> to come out and do it. I don't have any money right now, but mm. uh, it'll be changing soon. Yeah. You know, about every two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. I'm in the same boat. Paycheck you know? to paycheck, man. Two two days till payday, and I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> you see what that that red solo cup with all the change in the car has in it, you know? Are <laughs> you cutting your cigarettes like in half so it's like two of them? Uh, Are yes, you- <laughs> cutting them in half lengthwise. <laughs> so then one of them is just unfiltered. They're mu- much more difficult to smoke that way. But yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> No, I don't smoke cigarettes. You know that. You got to do what you got to do. Well, anyways, uh, welcome to Give That Some Thought, Tripod Broadcasting Collection Show. Uh, I'm Addison. Joining me is uh, my co-host, Matt. And, and uh, uh, joining us is our co-host, Dano. Say hello, Dano. Dano? <clears throat> Dano? Dano? Huh. Weird. Well, he, he said he was going to be here, so he'll, he'll probably be in a little Oh, late. you know what? Uh, I forgot. Tonight is the stupid white slut convention in downtown St. Louis, <laughs> so he's oh, not going to be so here. He's, he's the keynote speaker, right? Yes, he is. That's yeah, right. That's what yeah. I thought. Yeah. <laughs> Get your reservations. I, this one's obviously sold out, but yeah. next year's uh, stupid white sluts convention, uh, Dana will be the keynote speaker. So. I heard uh, he and Jeff Mundy were car- <laughs> carpooling. <laughs> Riding down together. Yeah. Well, it's just it's just good business. Safe yeah. Gas. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, um, it's a little bit difficult when the end of the night when you're fighting over who gets to take the car. You know, but uh, <laughs> um, no, Daniel's not here. He has a little bit of a throat issue, and just because he no, doesn't, he'll be here later. He, he texted like me. He to... said he's going to come later. Oh, is he? Yeah. Yeah, okay. he'll be here. Later. Okay. Right. Yeah. Probably, probably before we're done, he'll be here. Okay, that's cool. Perfect. Well, yeah. we will watch out for Dano. Yeah. Um, well, and Nita, you know, we started without him last time, so that's we're starting true. without that's him true. this time. It's yeah. not, a, not an issue. He'll be here later. Okay. No big deal. Um, but anyways, well, the only thing that I came uh, primed and loaded and ready to talk about, you're obviously butthurt and sore about, so what did you have to talk about, man? I'm not butthurt and sore. Yeah, you are. What'd you, what do you want to talk about? Oh. No, we can talk about that. I'm just butthurt and sore <laughs> that, <laughs> which I'm not. passed over. But it's, you know, no acknowledgement you, of... Uh, I, it was an acknowledgement. I acknowledge it to my naked wife. You realize I don't... I don't... That is a sacred moment, man. Mm-hmm. I, I know that you haven't had many of those. Mm-hmm. But... <laughs> but let me tell you. Mm-hmm. There are few things that crosses a man mind, a man's mind when he is in that moment. Yeah. And you were one of them. I'm glad you think about me during sex. <laughs> I didn't say during... That'd just be rude. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> anyways, I don't even know where to begin. Uh, let's begin at the beginning. At the beginning. Um, when was Kanye's first album put out? <laughs> I'm not sure, actually. Two thousand two thousand eight. Anyway, uh, the internet has been uh, all a tizzy the past couple of days because uh, a short black man decided to become a Republican. <laughs> And it's amazing. It's great. It really is. It really is. Um, what is... You think... Well, I don't think he's a Republican. He said he's not. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but which, everybody else on the left is saying, oh, you're a Republican now. You yeah. Know? Well, you're a racist now. And see, as part of like a, a bigger conversation, so it's not just totally a Kanye circle jerk, Yeah, that's almost what I really like, uh-huh. is that 
it, you know, and you can see it so clearly with something like this and, and how the left is just like, oh, he's a Republican. He's a Republican. He's a part of the alt-right. The yeah, Republican, yeah. Republican, Republican. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. There are other there. There's other other avenues of like free thought, and there's independent, and and you can criticize both parties. Mm-hmm. Like that doesn't exist to anyone in the public sphere. Yeah. Like everybody who has a public voice of any kind, pretty much, is like, I'm all left or I'm all right. Yeah. And they and 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 the ones that claim to bridge the gap don't at all. Yeah. And they do that same. Well, dance. M- remember, this has been this <clears throat> has been an epic epidemic that has. This has been a mindset. Not a mindset, but no, it's for well for hundreds of years. I mean, honestly, going all the way back to to the Enlightenment, to the Reformation, to when you actually had a political system apart from kingship and lordship. You know what I mean? Right. When you first had, (coughs) excuse me, when you had people who could now voice their opinion about who rules them. Mm-hmm. As opposed to just a family rule. And it was uh, splitting and split into parties. And most of the identity politics back in the 16th and 17th century were drawn along religious lines. We're still doing that today. Only now what's happened is that you have, over the past 30 years, 40 years, you have a, a, a fracturing of... Well, first off, you have the death of, of religion in America and in the Western world, mm-hmm. really. Um, but then because of that, because you're no longer drawing your political lines along religious uh, a religious ones. party or no. a church or a church split or however, um, what you have is a, is a fracturing of those groups. And we see it now in the past 10 years. You're no longer a Republican or you know 20. You're a neocon, mm-hmm. right? Or you're a fiscal conservative, or you're a libertarian, all under the umbrella of Republicans. Now, what we've done is we fractured it even more, right? You're alt right, you're neocon, you're libcuck, <laughs> you're uh, you know uh, fill in the blank, and it's all around identity politics. So if I'm gay, I have to be a Democrat. Yeah, there is no yeah. there is no homosexual Republicans, and if you are, you have to keep that silent. Mm-hmm. Because you will, you will be treated against, as yeah. an outcast. You'll be treated as somebody who is betraying one group they belong to because they believe in the ideology of another group, and those groups have been historically diametrically opposed. I mean, this is this has happened to a point all throughout human history, but never really to a point it is now. And so, because the Democrats have given Gibbs to black folk. For 50, 60 years now. And that's really what it is. That's really what it is. uh, Democrats have pushed for social justice for the welfare state. Some of it, albeit much needed. Yes. At a certain point. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, you know, southern states shouldn't shouldn't be allowed to make laws discriminating against black people. Right. You know, Um so that's that's a good thing, but but when you but really the Democrats have been the ones pushing for the welfare state for forty years now. Yeah, Lyndon Johnson said it when he signed the Civil Rights Act. Right, I'm with one bill. I'm going to have these niggers voting Democrat for a hundred years. It's a it's not it's not me. That's the president of the United States in office about to sign legislature <laughs> to ensure equal rights for black citizens of the United States. Yeah. Using that word and that terminology. And it worked. And black people have 
95% of black people have been brainwashed into believing that, re- that, that, that Republicans are evil and racist and Democrats are good and want to help them out of their situation. Do they that, not? That they let themselves be tricked into in the first place. Yeah. Um, and it's all about Gibbs. It's all about Gibbs be dat. It's all about welfare. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have used that social welfare um, and made it easy for black people to obtain simply because and kept black people on the plantation, as Kanye and other people have said in the past week. Right. Kept black people on the plantation by keeping them in the ghetto and then giving them everything they need to stay in the ghetto without having to actually do any work. Right. Because it takes work to, to take yourself from from zero to 60. It takes work. It takes work to make make something of yourself. Right. You know? Right. I didn't want to get up at 5.30 yesterday morning, <laughs> but I was. Yeah. It takes work. Well, somebody had to feed those $6,000. So, you know, somebody <laughs> had to feed those hundreds of people. You know, somebody yeah. had to meet with their fans. <laughs> you joke. You joke, but I had, I, had, I, had, I had two tables that... Wanted that, to see you. Yeah, yeah. Requested to, for me to come out and talk to them because they had... Were you mentioned in the article specifically? Uh, specifically? No, no. Oh, really? No. These are uh, they just wanted to see the the chef or whatever that came up with the menu or something? Um, no. Well, one of them was somebody who had been there for the first time and they uh, really liked the food. Another person was a regular who's been she she and her her girlfriend have been coming in for like a year or longer. Nice. Um, they're two of my best regulars. Anyway, Kathy and uh, one of her friends. Anyway, uh, the point is that uh, the Democrats has have definitely in the sixties and seventies definitely convinced uh the black population of america that they're on their side (laughs) yeah by pushing for welfare by pushing for quote-unquote equality Mm -hmm. you know by pushing for um uh what's the uh affirmative action right yeah which is basically just uh you know a quality of outcome (laughs) striving for a quality of outcome (laughs) rather than a quality of uh um Opportunity. Opportunity. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Uh, in, in a quali- pushing for a quality of outcome is is a losing game. You're never going to be able to ensure that everybody gets the exact same thing. Yeah. Never. I mean, we teach this to children. Well, she got that. Why can't I have it? You're five years old. You know, five years old. It's yeah. Like, d- you you're not going to be able to get everything that everybody else has. Life <laughs> isn't fair. Yeah. You know, a child says for the first time, "That's not fair." Oh, my son says that constantly. You have to stop, and you have to explain that life isn't fair. Yeah. You're not going to get everything else that everybody else has, and you're going to have to be okay with it, and you're going to have to be able to move along and find joy in your life in spite of it, you know? See, when I tell my son that... Somebody else got number one. He stamps his foot and then punches his sister, so... Progress, I guess? I don't know. Stamp your foot and punch him back. <laughs> And say, Lucas. The funny thing is, you're not kidding. Say, say, Lucas, your sister just got a punch, and I thought it would be unfair if you didn't get a punch too. In fact, I thought I wanted you to have more of a punch, which is why I hit you as hard as I could. Sorry, I'll explain this again when you're conscious. I'm I'm a big I'm a big fan of like eye for an eye when it comes to teaching children about you're violence. You're a big fan of being a cunt to your kids, it sounds like. I don't know. Maybe it's because I don't have children, but... Well, I was going to say... If, like, yeah, my two-year-old probably... bit me, I would bite them back. <laughs> See, everybody Hard. says that until they have kids. 
And then, no, no, and no, then no, you no. just realize it's like a circle of anger. <laughs> what's the what's the, the word that Dana was explaining on the podcast last week? The Tagala word for wanting oh, to grab something and me- squeeze it just because you can. I don't remember, yeah. Like, I always want my children to grow up knowing that at any point, if I wanted to, <laughs> they would be dead. <laughs> God. <laughs> Never take the nuclear option off the table. Okay. Yeah, but but and I'm, and and I'm also say, and also to let them know that I'm smart enough to get away with it. They could die. I'm ashamed to say because it it has it has and I would face no consequence. <laughs> it has popped up, but every parent's every I think I feel like every parent's done it. <laughs> I have to feel like every parent's done it. I'm gonna feel really bad, but there's a moment when you're handling your kids in some manner. Uh-huh. And they look at you with like absolute fear in their eyes, with yeah. that understanding that you're bigger, with that understanding that you hurt them and could hurt them, mm-hmm. and and it's a really soul crushing moment. Yeah, it's not as educational as it might hmm. make hmm. itself out to be. Like it's very like as, as soon as you look in their eye and see that, you're like, I'm a piece of shit. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I don't have children yet, so. Anyways, this has been Kid Cast with Addison. Perspective. <laughs> uh, so yeah. we sort of talked about Kanye, and you have been following it probably closer than I have, a lot closer. Yeah, well, I was going to update you. So he and this. Uh, this so been, let's let's do a little quick recap for the listener in case they haven't oh been God, paying attention been so much. So <laughs> he started with the same old. I'll say like the same Kanye bullshit, mm-hmm. like kind of the same type of rhetoric and stuff that he had around life of Pablo, you know, yeah. uh, my free thought, my, my expression, I'm Steve jobs, like that, that type of shit. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, okay, Kanye's tweeting again. we got an album around the corner, which mm-hmm. as a Kanye fan, I'm excited about. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then it takes a, a, a uh, drastic turn <laughs> and long story short, in the last couple of days, he's tweeted a picture of himself wearing the make America great again hat. Mm hmm. He tweeted, and this is of most significance to me, or like I think is the most interesting. And not just not just not just a selfie, but people have been taking him walking around in the Make America Great with hat. the hat on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just roll, just every day. Yeah, maybe maybe uh, easy. What what season is his fashion line on? Easy season seven, maybe. I don't know. I, that's the least concern I am with Kanye. Yeah, but maybe maybe this season they'll it'll just all be Make America Great Again hats. Yeah, like all the models will be no- wearing nothing but the Make America Great Again hats. Yeah. <laughs> We can we can pay a thousand dollars for a Kanye make Big America great ahead. Yeah, um, well, I, white T-shirts. He's he sells plain white T-shirts. He for I like three hundred dollars. I hate his fashion line. Every and every time it comes out, I'm like I'm like oh this might be like because I'm a huge fan of Kanye, and yeah. so I'm like oh what is you know fashion himself a a fashion designer but intended. I'm like okay what's what's cooking Kanye? And I, I pull it up. I look at the pictures. I'm like this is fucking terrible. It's like because no it's, one wears this. <laughs> it's because you've had so many people around you saying, everything you do is genius. <laughs> you think that's it? Yeah, and one day he wore an old shirt. And they were like, oh. I'm like, oh, man. Dude. <laughs> you, you, did you did you design that yourself? And he, he, he was like, uh, yeah. You yeah. Know, while discreetly covering up the Hanes tag. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you should design fashion, man. It's, so it's crazy. It. The, shoe, yeah. the, shoes, the shoes aren't bad. The, I mean, they're, they're like any other. I'm not a sneakerhead, so it's not my cup of tea. Yeah. But they don't they don't look as ridiculous as <laughs> the clothes do. I'll yeah. say that. Like, they look like sneak, Adidas sneakers. Like, whatever. But, uh, yeah. So, anyways. But I wanted to update you about this, Matt. So, today, and I don't know if you kept up with this. He's- I have not. I've been, I've, <laughs> you know, I've been busy restoring my dragon energy. Um. 
today. What was the one today? So he started tweeting um, things that people are sending him. A couple of days ago, John Legend uh, sent him a text. I did see that, yeah. Did you see that one? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, where he said, uh, you should be careful aligning yourself with Trump, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And, and Kanye... Because we know he's racist. Oh, sure. And and Kanye literally said, uh, "You're trying to manipulate my free thought by yeah. using like particular terms." And I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, <laughs> yes, because because what he was saying is exactly true. Do you have it pulled up? I don't. I have another one pulled um, up. But maybe we should we should read that John Legend one because what he does is precisely what. And I want to make a spe- specific point of the John Legend thing because he's using identity politics and guilt mm-hmm. in order to strong arm somebody into Thinking towing the party way. line. Yeah. And I think that's what uh the Democratic Party has done to black people for so long, you know. They've used that we signed the Civil Rights Act Rights Act and there were 20 Republicans. Never mind there were 80 Republicans who were like, "Okay, yeah, sure, let's do this." Right. You know, there were 20, you know, uh powerful Republicans who were like, "Yeah, we can't don't, we don't want to do this." Well, that's what in the last 24 hours there I and I don't know who he's texting back and forth with, but he keeps posting conversations of text conversations where people are arguing about which party was for blacks. Yeah. Like back in the day, Republicans or Democrats. And it's pretty interesting and I don't know the truth, unfortunately. Yeah, so here it is. He goes, "Hey, it's JL." <clears throat> I assume that means John Legend. And <laughs> Fucking just, you're tweeting and all of a sudden John Legend texts me. Anyways, hey, it's JL. I hope you'll reconsider aligning yourself with Trump. You're way too powerful and influential to endorse who he is and what he stands for. (laughs) As you know, what you say really means something to your fans. They are loyal to you and respect your opinion. So many people who love you feel so betrayed right now because they know the harm that Trump's policies cause, especially to people of color. Yep. Peace Don't in Korea, be- uh, tax cuts is actually helping the middle class. <laughs> I was class. actually impressed by that. Uh, you know, um, yeah, harmful politics. Harmful. <laughs> the only harm that's coming is for people losing their mind over this perceived boogeyman that Trump is. Yes, but th- with the when the real problem with Donald Trump, the real problem with Donald Trump is that he has Bibi Netanyahu's hoo-ha up his butt. <laughs> and he's controlling him like a puppet, like... That's the only real problem I see with Trump is the fact that the state of Israel controls him 100%. And everybody who has left the White House in the past year and been replaced has been replaced by somebody who has a history of being incredibly friendly with the state of Israel. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And he said, don't let this be part of your legacy. You're the greatest artist of our generation, which I heartily agree with. Uh, I don't. uh, (laughs) It's probably Bieber or uh, maybe Banksy. Banksy, maybe, but not Bieber. Yeah. The greatest artist of our generation is whoever draws the uh, happiness and cyanide comics. That's the greatest <laughs> artist of our generation. Or uh, what, what's what's the new what's the new, new the anointed Illuminati chick? Cardi B. It's probably Cardi B. Is she the new <laughs> anointed Illuminati so. chick? I don't know. She's like super popular now. Huh. That's what everybody's can't get enough of. Yeah. Uh, and then he said, "I love you, John, and I appreciate your thoughts." So kind. And he said, you bringing up my fans or my legacy is a tactic based on fear yep. used to manipulate my free thought. Yep. And that's the spiciest one. Oh, yeah, that that is in the last a great two, thing because you're like. And he's exactly right. At the last two years of presidency, no matter who the president is, the press mm-hmm. always say, what about his legacy? How will this affect his legacy? What is he going to do to confirm his legacy? <laughs> 
But if you are a real per a, a person who really cares about the political decisions you make and about whether or not your White House is affecting the world for a positive way, you're not going to care about what people think of you in 20 years. You're going to care about uh, what they think about you tomorrow. What's what what's going to benefit people in right. 20 years? Yeah, the the opinions of people don't matter. We have bad opinions of Andrew Jackson and the man. I don't know. We would be 40 years. The LGBTQ soy boy revolution would have happened 50 years ago <laughs> if not for Andrew Jackson. I'm telling you. Everybody talks, says that he blames him for Western expansionism. And Western expansionism was well under its well under the way. The slaughter of Indians was well underway when he became president. But that man kept Atlantis's banking powers and old money oligarchs from Europe out of our uh, treasury for, uh, for another, another generation. Yeah. And yeah. because of that, uh, you know, I mean, we still had the Civil War. We still had a lot of other terrible, terrible things. But but I don't know. How will the world remember Gaddafi, right? Right. How will the world remember Hugo Chavez? Well, from the footage, from the commentary, man. <laughs> you know, so so that legacy doesn't mean much if right now you're not doing things that benefit people and benefit the world around you. Uh, how you remembered? People are going to remember, um, you know, Ronald Reagan as a great president. People do remember Ronald Reagan as a great president, and he was a play actor. He did nothing. He didn't affect policy one iota. He was a great actor who could give great speeches and brought some fantastic cocaine in this country and made. Uh, <laughs> but he was he was a puppet the entire time. He never did anything of his own volition when he was president or when he was governor of California. Does any president though? Like, I don't think not anymore. More not more. anymore. I don't believe so. Especially with Trump. Like, uh, well, really, Obama and Trump. Like, as I've become like a thinking individual during my life, like I, I really question whether any president does anything. Yeah, uh, I think you know? I think Trump is the opposite of Pretty Obama. Politician, honestly, probably from governor up. In that, I would say, in that George W. Bush was controlled by his dad's friends, his mm -hmm. dad and his dad's friends. That's mm -hmm. pretty obvious. Um, those old money American oligarchs. Um. Obama was controlled by whoever had the biggest paycheck for him. So he was smarter than Bush, is what you're saying. <laughs> um, and so he was, you know, trying to get people to give him money. Right. And I think Trump is the opposite of Obama in that, yes, he is controlled by somebody's paycheck, but he's choosing who the paycheck is. You know, Obama was like, Soros? Okay, come on. Clinton Foundation, give me some money. Uh, uh, <laughs> so he's uh, a whore. <laughs> you know, Russia, we'll do the Russia thing back door. Come on, come on. Right. Uh, Saudi Arabia, let me bend over for you. <laughs> and Trump is like, I want all your money. I want all your power, but I get to choose who it is. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Which is worse, though, to be honest. Yeah. I don't know. Um, he but, chose Israel. And then he said, uh, after that, you used to manipulate my free thought. Then John said, think freely, think with empathy and context, too. Your words and actions have consequences. Much love. And since you're posting text, let me add that I have a new single out. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah. Wait, he, seriously? Yeah. You didn't. The, the, the second part of that conversation was. I didn't that. see that second part. Yeah. Yeah. And no. then and then and then Kanye was like, "Ha ha, I love you, John." Man, I don't. That's so. You think they just did it for John's single? No, no. <laughs> if because John John the legend isn't relevant um, at all. I don't know, man. He's pretty good. Mozart is good, but he's not relevant anymore. 
<laughs> okay. Well, all right. Touche. All right. I get it. Um, I mean, John Legend to me is the guy who who he's. John Legend to me is Uncle Tom. He's the guy that the, that the white people trot out at the Macy's Day at the Macy's Christmas parade to, pr- to prove that we have black folks on our side. Yeah, yeah. To be like, here's this soulful black entertainer, you know, and he's actually yeah. Mr. Bojangles <laughs> dancing for Whitey, right? You know, well, have to come in through. Yeah, I'm sure that John Legend ha- makes millions of dollars at his performances, but he's going through the back door. He doesn't get. He he goes through the the entrance. The help does, honestly. That's how I, I honestly do see John Legend that way because every time I see John Legend, every time I see him perform, it's always like Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, right? At uh, some charity event that's just all a sea of white people <laughs> featuring John Legend, <laughs> um, you know, fe- featured on somebody's song, right? And it just seems like to me like he's the guy that fits into a okay. Lot of we need to make a song for Taylor Swift, but we need to have it soulful and be able to uh, play on. Uh, hip hop or not hip hop, but uh, R and B stations. Right. Let's team her up with John Legend. <laughs> you know, uh, we need we 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 want a a R and B soft rock kind of jazzy adult radio adult contemporary radio hit for Snoop Dogg. Let's put him with some John Legend. You know. Uh, Hold on, is this an Illuminati boardroom? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. That, so, you know that happens at record companies. They're like, "How can we make the most money off of this? Oh, of, off of this? It's just good business album that yeah, this person's going to put. This Taylor Swift's going to put out, or yeah. whoever's going to put out, right? Yeah. No, sure. And so you get you have to get this name and this name and this name. You get three or four kind of big level stars that you know will draw in a hundred thousand people to buy the single, right? On top of the million that two million, three million that Taylor Swift is bringing in, <laughs> you know, just to eke out that just a little bit more. Yeah, off those album sales it happens all the time, and I think that there are several play actors who do that. One of them, uh, in a different category, is Kathy Griffin. Yeah. Um, every time you want a edgy female com- comedian to give yourself some, uh, oh, God, some leftist gravitas, you plug in <laughs> Kathy Griffin to your event, however you want. It happened at the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Yeah. This past week, plug in Kathy Griffin. <laughs> There's this picture that was floating around of her and al sharpton like hugging and talking oh, god and it's like that that's the puppets that's the puppets that the that the elite the people who are running stuff plug in yeah to to make it look a it's certain a way so people sure. don't be like oh it's a bunch of press making fun of the people that they're supposed to cover this is how they really feel we should take this at face value and not see these as jokes but how real sentiment of how the press thinks of politicians and what a joke game sham it is. But you make a joke, you plug in a couple comedians and it's su- suddenly it's it's not revelation of the method. It's a fun time was had by all. You know. So, I was trying to find this one that happened today just cuz I don't know what's true and I kind of want to get your thoughts. Well, God is true. <clears throat> Somebody texted him, and I don't know who it is. It just says Steve. Um, Steve uh, Irwin. It says Abe Lincoln. Abe Lincoln freed and protected the slaves, and he was a Republican. Republicans were the ones who helped black people. Democrats protected the rights of slave owners in the South. Mm-hmm. And then Kanye just replied and said, "I'm going to tweet this." <laughs> Wait. So can any of us just text Kanye now and get <laughs> like? And then he, he I said, wish. Yeah. And then he said, "Those are the facts." Uh, and then and then he posted this big long thread. 
And it said, whoever sent you this is leading you wrong by giving you half-truth because of the Civil Rights Act of 1964 was put into legislation by a Democratic president. So to say Republicans help black people but implied Democrats never have is stupid. Democrats did... Abraham Lincoln was indeed a Republican. They love bringing up that, that up to deflect from the fact that now Republicans have become the party of the Confederacy. They defend the Confederate flag and oppose civil rights advances almost uniformly. When Lyndon Johnson, a Democrat, signed the Voting Rights Act and Civil Rights Act into law, he acknowledged that the Democrats would probably lose the South for a generation. And eventually he was right. White Southerners eventually left the Democratic Party because it became known as the party that fought more for equal rights for people of color. I know you don't read a lot of politics or political history, and the person whose text you just posted probably knows that too. Oh, this is John Legend again. That's why they told you to post that silly tweet about the old Republican and Democratic parties. What they failed to mention is that the party of... And it continues off screen here. The party of Lincoln is transformed into the party of the Confederacy. You can tweet this too. <laughs> Not trying to manipulate your free thought, trying to inform it. John Legend coming in clutch. Yeah. <laughs> so matt in your professional opinion do you think that that text to kanye was written by john legend himself or a lizard person um not sure i don't disagree <laughs> with a lot of what he said there um yeah. because the evolution of political parties happens constantly yeah every single generation you have a new generation that grows up with a different moral but still stay I think a lot of people eventually come back and circle back around to their parents' politics. I do. I think you have go through a rebellion mm-hmm. in your political sphere in which you align yourself with the opposite of what your parents were when you grew up, and then eventually you come back to it. Simply because I think it's 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 hard to to to, to buck die a Republican. Pro- well, it's it's <laughs> it's hard to buck programming, and when you grow up, especially from the time from cradle to puberty. Under a certain political ideology, you've been programmed with that political ideology, and it's very hard to break that programming. Um, I don't see, necessarily see that as a bad thing, but I think that that eventually everyone circles, most people circle back to what their parents and how they were raised, their demographic, the the people that they were grew up around. That's why we see, you know, the South stays conservative, California stays liberal. You know, you know what I, you know, you you understand oh, yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Um, but, but every generation, these political ideologies morph, you know, um, our parents voted for whoever was the, they voted Republican because Republicans were Christians, right? Yeah. Sorry. I was reading, apparently Talib Kweli is texting him. Uh, Talib Kweli. However you say it. Um. Anyway, I'm not you know, our parents voted for Republicans because they were Christians. Yeah, you know? exactly. Because Billy Graham protect, yep. made speeches mm-hmm. uh, with Ronald Reagan. Yep. Okay? That's why our parents voted Republican. Yep. We are voting independent, or have in the past, and now I would say we're probably closer to the Republican side of things. You know, I, I would still say call myself an independent, but... Uh, I like more Republicans than I like Democrats. There are more Republicans I like than there are Democrats I like. I don't know. Rand Paul is about the only one for me. (laughs) Yeah. um, They are all a brood of vipers. But um, (laughs) the point is, uh, we vote for Republicans or support Republicans for different reasons than our parents did. Yeah. And that changes over time. And the evolution of the parties change over time. So simply because Republicans were the ones who freed the slaves and black people's 
or, or, or Democrats were the ones who got rid or got rid of states that could make laws that would be biased against minorities, people right. of color. Right. Um, doesn't mean that Republicans and Democrats are for that now. You know, it's pretty clear what Republicans or Democrats are for. And therefore, whoever offers them the most money. <laughs> exactly. And that's he, he, before all this other where they're arguing about uh, the parties and stuff, um, because and it's almost like he did. He, he you know, he's like, I don't I'm not going to my free thoughts not going to be manipulated. But it's almost like he kind of is with all these texts. Yeah, because inadvertently and. That's almost sad and kind of a realization thing, but inadvertently, John Legend and and uh, all these other guys or whoever have made this a Republican and Democrat thing. But there was one tweet um, after I think after he did the "Make America Great Again" hat, mm-hmm. he was like, he was like, "I'm not a Republican. I disagree with Republicans all the time. I'm saying you should think on your own two feet." Which I was like. Yes, that's exactly what yeah. I tell all of my Republican and Democrat friends, and they all just say I'm for the other side because they can't see outside of it. Yeah, and and that's almost exactly what's happened here in in this this uh, you know I don't I don't want my thought to be manipulated. Blah blah blah. Well, it kind of has been, and now it's just Republican and Democrat. Yeah. I mean, I can tune into CNN and see that shit. And this or is what, anywhere this else. This is what we're. This I think what what Kanye we're seeing. Kanye might be more entertaining, but. but. <laughs> my whole thoughts on this Kanye situation. it's yeah. it's because this. Is a super hot button issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he has an album coming out, <laughs> and so the way to generate the most controversy, yeah, is to align himself with Trump or say Trump's got some good ideas <laughs> or say black people need to stop voting Democrat, and he's done all three. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so that's why this is blown up so much. So yeah. I don't, I don't trust that this is a hundred percent Yeezy waking up. Yeah, well, I'm surprised Jay Z hasn't reached out to him, or maybe he has. I don't. Who knows? Or are they still on the outs because Kanye rejected the Illuminati? I don't know. <laughs> um, Although the idea is kind of on your face, Matt, because you said that Solange punched Jay Z in the face because uh, she found out that he was an Illuminati kingpin, and uh, as Beyonce's Lemonade album told us, it was because he cheated on Beyonce. So how dare you? Hmm. Right. <laughs> To me across the table so seriously because the MK Ultra mind control <laughs> oh, sex God. slave that is Beyonce wouldn't be wouldn't do exactly what her handler Jay Z tells oh, her to. God. By the way, Jay Z is a not in the Illuminati. You can't. So Jay Z has is there's a there's a certain order of the Masonic uh, Scottish Rite. That allows black people. <laughs> the more liberal sects. But they can't, they can't be in the regular right. They have to have this certain sect. And so it's a blacks only sect in, in Freemasonry. Okay. You can't, you, no, you can't, you can't join like actual Scottish right, York right masonry. You can join, join like Americanized, bastardized masonry right. as a black person. But you can't join actual Freemasonry as a black person. <laughs> um. And he has a lot of Masonic symbolism in his stuff. Of course, there's that famous picture of him in that crowd of about 50 black guys, and they're all in full Masonic regalia. Yeah. And he, right there in the center of it, that's him. Yeah. Unmistakable. It's from like 10 years ago. So, I mean, Jay-Z is deep into that sort of fraternal cult sort of stuff. So, 
I, I, I really don't believe when you, when you have a billion dollars, does your <laughs> wife care if you have sex with other women? I, you know, I, I would think that if I had it, because maybe she's I could with you, my wife she's with you before the status <laughs> and because you have a billion dollars. Melania doesn't care that Trump has sex with other women, okay? Because yeah. she married him for a billion dollars. He's 20 years older than her, okay? He's not an attractive man. She married him because he has a billion dollars, not because of his fidelity. So, anyway, I don't believe for one bit that Solange or yeah. whoever would attack Jay-Z sister, don't be rude in an elevator because, because he, he, he cheated on her. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, not only that, but... I mean, come and on. who am I to draw come lines? On. I mean, these these are people. I'm sure Jay Z's banged people over the years. Yeah, these Let's are people serious. who grew up in the industry, right? Right. Beyonce, Beyonce, Solange, the, the Destiny Child, like they grew up in the industry, seeing all the terrible, perverted stuff that happens in the entertainment business. You are right. You you know, your body is not a temple. It's for other people to use the way they oh. want. <laughs> And eventually, if you if you let them let them use it for long enough, you become the one who gets to use people, which is where Beyonce and Jay Z are now. But fifteen years ago, they were the ones getting used, right? Because that's how that's how these fraternal organizations work. And the entertainment industry is a big, giant, draconian Illuminati. (laughs) Chemicals in the water making the frogs turn gay. (laughs) Circle jerk of a fraternal cult. Yeah. So is politics. Yeah. It starts in. Oh, I've railed against fraternities and sororities on this show before, but I was in a fraternity, man. Yeah, and you dropped out. No, but not really. Technically, I got kicked out. And it was after some things happened. Lower middle class frat and a lower middle class university in the middle of America. It is one of the most so, prestigious. I'm sure men's music fraternities in the world. Shut the fuck up. You're such a dick. <laughs> Wore a plain black t-shirt tonight so you wouldn't make fun of me. You'll still find a way. Such a jerk. Anyways. I'll just leave it I'll just leave it alone. Um but <laughs> the whole point of fraternity is you let yourself be abused now so that down the road you could be the one who abuses. I mean it's a pretty fair trade off if you're <laughs> right. That's the whole. Pl- the, we all know the 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 culture of pledging right to a soror- sorority or fraternity. Yeah. You let people abuse you to the point where you are have you're indoctrinated, and if you endure their their abuse, they say that you're cool, and you, it's essentially um um uh what's the um syndrome um Stockholm syndrome? Oh yeah, you know you're indebted. Yeah. And you, you know, then you become the abuser. Anyway, uh, yeah. Where where were we going with that? We were talking about Kanye. Bring it back to Kanye for me. Um, I think we're mostly done. Just oh, well, you mentioned that you thought it was just publicity for his new album. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I, I think it it is that the timing is just suspect. So I think it well, is publicity he, for his, his next album. But to be fair, he always reactivates Twitter before he's going to release an album. Sure. So sure. it's not like it's something unheard of. And I think because of the pattern of him doing that, I think that's it makes this even more suspect. Part of the hype machine. Um, I, you know, and so I think that they're um, in six months, this will all return to normal. Oh, of course. So in six days, it will. I don't. If he stops tweeting. I don't think that like, that Kanye's the Black Moses who's going to lead 
lead black people off the modern day plantation that is the welfare state. So, you know, what's he going to do? And I don't, I don't think Republicans want black people to come over to their side either. Of course not. Because you have uh, both loud, sides. No, always bo- on speakerphones. Both sides have a, just- <laughs> both sides have a vested interest in keeping things status quo. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You trade power every couple of years, exactly. and then and but see, if you had a Republican president, if you had Republican presidents and and Republican Congress for twenty years, right, st- twenty years straight, you would have an entire generation. They would grow up under Republican rule, and as soon as they were allowed to vote, they would vote that party out. And Republicans would never, ever gain any sort of power ever again. So they have a vested interest in swapping titles. You know, left gets the rule for this four years, then the right gets the rule for eight. You know, they have a vested interest in going back and forth with each other because that's what keeps it keeps the yo-yo going. It keeps the swing, you know, going the pendulum swinging back and forth, back and forth, hypnotizing all the voters into realizing that they're trapped in this archonic two-party, uh, you know, right-wing, left-wing, same fucking bird mm-hmm. dichotomy. The um, oh, what have I called it? The um, um, it'll come to me in a minute. I found what the, I was looking a dialectic, for. the dialectical system mm-hmm. of this extreme or that extreme, this pole, that pole, and if as long as you're focused on your side's right and the other side's wrong, then you don't never realize that you're both in prison. You're just shouting at each other from different cages. <laughs> this is a tweet from Stefan Molyneux a couple days ago. My boy, my boy, that's my boy. I love Stefan. He's, he's a smart cookie. He's, he's a good kid. He, no, he's not as smart as he thinks he is. And of course, he, Matt would say that <laughs> he's he's the Alex Jones for intellectuals. Oh, without uh, the conspiracy thing. Okay, as long as you. Yeah. So if you're a conspiracy, if you're an idiot conspiracy theorist, I heard that motherfucker. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. No, you didn't. Yeah, you did. No, it was an accident. I had a lot of protein today. You just celebrated a birthday on Friday. Happy birthday, by the way. I know you Thank don't you. want to hear that, so I'm, that's why I'm going to say that for punishing you for farting into my apartment just now. <laughs> but for 30 years, 30 long, amazing years that this handsome son of a bitch has been alive, he has been controlling his sphincter. <laughs> couldn't do it today. Couldn't do it right now in, a, in the apartment. Couldn't do it for, hang on, for another 20 more minutes of <laughs> podcast that we have. Control that fart. No, he had to let it go. He had to let it go. His pre-workout, power-boosted, protein shake, protein bar, full nut and egg diet, sulfuric hellscape, apocalyptic fart off in my apartment. Not cool, man. Not cool. I don't know if the listener heard it. It wasn't a trumpet. It was a little snapper. It was a little... It was a sneaky squeaker. I heard it, though. I heard it. (laughs) Here's the tweet from Stefan Molyneux. This is the unholy deal in U.S. politics. Republicans let Democrats have the welfare state and immigration in order to buy votes. 
and Democrats let Republicans have the military-industrial complex to draw blood and get rich. Both vampires feast on the blood of the Federal Reserve. Yep. Yep. 100% agree. Me too. Me too. The Democrats uh, keep up the victimhood mentality while the Republicans uh, do their best to uh, create, to, to look like they're the ones who get to create victims. It's the whole, I'm a persecuted minority versus I'm a big bad bully. And my friend commented on that when I posted it and said, the only reason stuff like welfare doesn't work is because they borrow against it. We have the resources in this country to take care of everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's a certain amount of, pub, uh, uh, the certain demographic of people that feel special if they're per- being persecuted. Oh, yeah. Those people become Democrats. <laughs> and there are certain people who feel special by being able to persecute. And those people become Republicans. And that's not everybody. But if you look at w- the example he gave, the, the welfare state and... and, and Military-industrial complex? Uh, yeah. Well, no. welfare state and, and, and welfare on one side and uh, the military-industrial complex on the other. It feeds into those emotions that some people want to dominate. It's the reason why, mo- mo- why more men are Republicans than women and more women are Democrats than, than men. Because... The natural order of things is men dominate and women submit, at least in in the human animal. Mm-hmm. Okay, not always, certainly not anymore. I've seen Fifty Shades. I know how it works. Right, right. <laughs> it's a BDSM joke. So that was. But just BDSM'd me. <laughs> would you ever do? Would you ever do BDSM with a chick, man? <clears throat> Either give or receive. BDSM is bondage, domination, submission, and mastication. Sadism, masochism, I think. Okay, sadism, mastication. Oh, yeah. But you could you could do it lightly. I mean, things like handcuffs, I mean, blindfolds, it, it and totally depends on whatever makes... Uh, whatever makes the lady... Whatever makes our naughty, pots ting- naughty, naughty parts tingle, All right. you know, All as right. far as a, a personal thing goes, yeah, you know? I can respect that. Yeah. As long as it's within the bonds of marriage, it's fine. Because <laughs> anything that's not within the bonds of marriage is degeneracy. Hmm. Let that be a lesson to you. I'm a, de- I'm a degenerate then. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was reading. I was reading a, a, something that someone had written earlier today, um, which is, in order to read a thing, someone has to write it first, of course. <laughs> um, but they were talking about. Uh, the the word virgin like where it comes from like okay so it was it was a evolution of the word incel right it, so have you heard of this term incel it's becoming it's been a thing on the internet for a minute but now it's becoming more mainstream so the guy who the guy in Toronto or whatever who ran a bunch a bunch of people with a van a couple like last week oh yeah yeah he was a white dude who praised Elliot Rogers Elliot Rogers was the guy who shot up um a bunch of people because uh he couldn't get laid. Well. Um, and so there's this movement on certain sects of the internet um, called incel, which is involuntary celibate, which is you're too ugly, too weird, too autistic, too poor. To fuck. To, to be able to get laid. And so you're involuntary celibate. And someone had a rebuttal to the whole argument which i don't i don't i don't believe in the argument at all if 
if you'll say, so you're an incel, you're involuntarily celibate. Well, then, you know what? If you can't get laid, change your life so that you can. If you're a halfway decent person who takes care of themselves and can balance a checkbook, you can get laid. I tend to agree. If you're if you're nice, if you're a pleasant person, if you uh, take care of, I think even Elephant Man had a girlfriend, right? <laughs> you just have you just have to. It was because of a trunk I heard. <laughs> it's a penis joke. You just have to f- to to find your niche. You have to find right. your vein, and uh, you have to learn to highlight your strength, your strengths, and 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 diminish your weaknesses. Yeah. Okay. Same principle applies to getting a job. Exactly. In a lot of ways. <laughs> and and so much else in life. Yeah. Right? If you want to be a success in life, you have to make people like you. And if you can you can get people to like you, then you don't have to be involuntarily celibate. Like you can now, there is a huge disparity between the ease at which men get laid and the ease at which women get laid. You know? It's very easy to get laid when you're a woman. It's much harder to get laid when you're a man. Yeah. It's just how it is, how it's always been. Because, you know, well, the womb, biology. We want the womb is a premium, you know? <laughs> anyway, um, so the whole involuntary celibate thing is stupid, but someone made a, a point that that we should stop using the word incel instead of virgin because a lot of these guys are virgins, right? They've never been, right. m- never been laid. You know, they're 20, 30-something guys who are... No one ever told them when they were in high school... St- Stand up straight with your shoulders square. Clean your room and take care of yourself. You know, right. learn to look people in the eye, and maybe, maybe you know, tear your head away from your DS and the Xbox. See, I would argue, I would argue that that aspect, what you just mentioned, like video games uh-huh. and the ability to waste time, yes, and the ability to get off without much effort, right? Yeah. Porn. Mm-hmm. I would argue that. All of those factors contribute almost more precisely, even than changing yourself. And that was my next because point. Yes, b- back in the day, uh, you know, well, well, I mean, you had arranged marriages at one point, obviously, but then you you also had, you know, well, I have a town of thirty people, and I, I, I want to get laid, so yeah, I mean, they're picking her or her sister. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's it, right? Anyway, and so, they don't have much choice because you're the only two. Yeah, <laughs> so but the, I think video game culture and and the I'm going to stay in my room all the time yeah. and communicate with the world through a, a black mirror. Mm-hmm. That I think that has a lot more to do with incel than it has to do with all the other factors. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. uh, the ugly guy who goes outside and talks to girls, right? We'll has still get laid. A much Eventually. much higher percentage of getting laid yeah. than the guy who never talks to girls, right? Right. Who's of course, of course, he is the best player on Call of Duty, and yeah, whose girlfriend is Mia Khalifa. So if <laughs> if you're if you're angry at the world because you're a twenty thirty year old virgin, right? If you're angry at the world because you're a thirty year old virgin, <laughs> but you refuse to leave the, your bedroom unless you absolutely have to, then it's your fault. Well, so you're not involuntarily celibate, Matt. The Doritos you are do don't just show up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, they do Amazon Prime. <laughs> but the the whole point of this 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 tangent was the term virgin, yeah, and why some people who have never had sex shouldn't be allowed to use the term virgin because the word virgin comes from virtuous. <laughs> it is okay. a virtuous thing to save yourself from marriage. It is a virtuous thing to 
realize that marriage as an institution is there to safeguard certain certain things in the world and to keep us uh, as a society on track. And when you when you go outside of that, um, you risk a lot of things. Like, let's say, for instance, if everybody in America waited to have sex until they were married, there would be zero STDs. Zero. If you could not, if it was physically, no, listen, if it was physically impossible to have sex outside of marriage, if it was a physical impossibility, okay, mm-hmm. like if there was a, if your genitals don't unlock until you've walked down the, 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 the wedding aisle, okay? Yeah. You would have zero. You just, you just, uh, Quoted an evangelical's wet drain. I know, right? <laughs> like you say, I do, and the Microsoft <laughs> a- achievement <laughs> pops up. Hundred G. Uh, uh, if you, if you, if that was, if that was a scenario, you would have zero STDs. You would have zero single parent households because no one would get divorced because it means you can't have sex anymore. So even if you totally detest the person, you get remarried. Okay. <laughs> That's that's the one out to your perfect world. <laughs> Divorce would be, you know, uh, yeah. very limited. Yeah, uh, you'd have wouldn't have single parent households. You would have children raised by a, both a male and a female. Yeah, and therefore much healthier individuals. Yeah, <clears throat> and you wouldn't have. I don't think you would have the problem with uh, the perpetual virginity of incels who can't get laid. Yeah, I was thinking to myself the other day, and so the whole summation of that is, I think that that, that abstinence is a virtuous thing, and it takes it takes willpower, it takes it takes strength, and it takes uh, commitment to to be abstinent, right? Oh yeah, for sure. And just because you it did for me, just because you can't get laid doesn't mean just because you don't get laid, I think doesn't reflect on you as a person. But also, if you spend all your time bitching about not being able to get laid, instead of making yourself into a person that people want to fuck, <laughs> then uh, then it's it's on you, and you you can't blame the world for it. And I think that the 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 because almost all these incels, almost all these people railing on the internet about how they can't get laid, and stupid Chads and Stacys, right? Mm-hmm. They're almost always Republican, conservative, alt right sort of crowd. And they're no different, no different than the social justice warrior that says, healthy at any size, you know, um, I can shave my head and put piercings all over myself and I'm still beautiful. <laughs> they're, you know, wearing the pink pussy hats, that whole, that whole group, they're no different than, the, that, than that group. They're just on the opposite extreme. They hate the world because the world refuses to change for them rather than them choosing to change for the world, right? Right. In every other system of, of symbiosis, every other environment in this world, you have to adapt to your environment in if order you want to, to survive. survive. Yeah, yeah. The environment never adapts to you. You adapt to the environment. So it's a total wrong-headed, idiot, stupid thing to expect the environment to expect to that an yeah. environment of sexuality, an environment of dating to change for you is stupid. Mm-hmm. I've I've been guilty of that in in the past of thinking that oh man, these women they just they they're stupid and shallow. They don't get me. Well, no. to be fair, they are. But <laughs> yeah, a lot of them are, and a lot of them don't get me. That's fine, but. But 
me being angry because girls don't show interest when I'm being me, I'm, I'm, I'm totally fine with that now because I, I've met thousands of, thousands of women in my life. Most of them are absolutely deplorable people. And they're not for me. Yeah. Deplorable for me. Let's say that way. Yeah. No, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. There are very few that I'm like, oh man, that's somebody I, I admire. Right. I like that person. Yeah. I want to put a baby in them, you know? <laughs> very few people. Anyway, yeah. um, but but I can't, you can't be angry at the environment because everybody, not everybody, I don't know. Anyway, rant. Done. That's what you're best at on this show. I guess so. So when, you're, when, when your best thoughts come out. Yeah. Well, it's a good thing that I'm at the end of the rant because uh, it's. Uh, I'm. Uh, well, you look. You saw who just walked through the door. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Come on, pull up a microphone. Pull up a microphone. Pull up a mic. Dano, where are you going, dude? Dano, Dano, come back. Dano. Oh, he's he's mad because we started without him. <sighs> Terrible. All right. Well, I guess he's. He, 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 Dano just went to the bathroom. I guess he'll be on mic here in a couple minutes. We'll look forward to that. Yeah, he probably will be. Yeah. Um. Anyhow, anything else going on other than a crazy brunch and uh? Yeah, and I hope it keeps up that crazy brunch Bunch because of uh, bullshit. No. Yeah. Well, no. I <laughs> I hope it does because it can facilitate good things for me and being able to leverage certain things at work. Um. But wait, also, I was going to ask you, what I, is the brunch menu? What am I eating if I make a reservation? All right, so um, I'm gonna li- I'm gonna go. And are there bottomless mimosas? Yes. Yeah. Are there really? Uh huh. Oh, yeah. I need to get somebody to watch my kids to do this. It's like fifteen dollars <laughs> will get you a bottomless mimosa. And so I mean, you're looking at like four percent alcohol maybe through the whole thing. Right. I've never had a mimosa. What is a mimosa? A mimosa is orange juice and champagne. Ugh, that sounds terrible. There. Would people judge me if I had a gin and tonic with my brunch? No. <laughs> but uh, are you are you a Bloody Mary person? You know, I don't think I've ever had one. Are they good? Mm, you need to try one. Yeah. What's what's Bloody Mary? So I know uh, it's the, the tomato juice, and I stick a celery if it's a good one. Um, a bl- traditional Bloody Mary is not tomato juice. Really? Traditional bl- Bloody Mary is clamato juice. Isn't that tomato? No, it is. Um, so. Clamato juice came along when somebody made this drink, and they took tomato juice, mm-hmm. and they mixed it with the water and moisture that was left over in a tin of clams, and really? they mixed those two together, yeah. So you have a real salty, briny, fishy, funky right, sort of of water yeah. that's, that's the clams are packed in, say, you mix say, that with tomato juice. clams again. Clams. <laughs> Clams. Uh, so, uh, traditional Bloody Mary is Clamato juice. No, no kidding. Yeah. Okay. Which is, you can buy you can buy it at the store. Right, it's yeah. clam juice and tomato juice. Right. And it's gross. But it's, and it's Clamato and what else? Tomato. Clamato and then you add vodka. Okay. Um, and then you just add whatever else you want. And literally whatever. Um, the, 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 the. the I, I need to go have a Bloody Mary. The man. Bloody Mary, but most people don't use Clamato juice anymore. That's a real old school sort of thing. So it's the, just tomato juice. Now, yeah, isn't it? yeah, yeah. The popular is it's tomato juice or V8. Most people use to, just regular tomato juice. So we have Bloody Mary mix, which is kind of a mix of some spices, some that we we buy already made. Right. So basic Bloody Mary would be ice, vodka, 
tomato juice. You take a stick of celery, a stalk of celery, and you put it in the drink. Uh-huh. And then what we do at the rack house is we add a little Tabasco, some ground pepper. Um, we it's been salt, a while since I've had a spicy drink. We salt the rim with a salt and paprika blend. So you get kind of a smoky, it's, a, uh, it's like a smoked Spanish paprika, so it's right. a smoky, salty sort of thing on the rim. And then we take uh, olives, like big, giant green olives with pimento inside. And we wrap those in some nice soft bacon. Yeah. And we stick a toothpick in there and we stick that in through the celery. And that's the that's the Rack House Bloody Mary. I want to try that. Yeah. Can I have one when I come in? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Um, They're made with Tito's vodka, which is a I've never had Tito's. I've heard good things. Uh it's kind of an up and coming brand. It's it's started kind of around the Midwest and has I, th- I think it started in the Midwest. I'm not sh- I'm not 100% sure, but people like it. When people talk about oh, great vodka, they talk Tito's, which it's just I then punch... great vodka because I'm not a huge I vodka. then punch those people in the face because I'm like, you know what vodka tastes like? It, ta- it tastes like... Rubbing alcohol. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's gross. It's true. Uh, so I'll take you through... I used to shoot vodka straight in college, Matt. You realize that? Yeah. No, no, no. Correction. I used to drink bottles of vodka. It's gross. By themselves. That's gross. I remember one time I bought a green apple vodka. Mistake. Well, it was the th- this size bottle, right? About that tall, about that big around. I don't mm. know. I don't know what size it was. Because <laughs> there was a a breakfast, a, a a midnight breakfast that they had at school mm. every year, and you can't go to it sober. It's kind of the unwritten rule. Yeah. And I, it was like 11, and I was like, oh, fuck, I'm sober as a judge here. What are we going to do? And I just dropped my wife off, and I went into that little West Clay liquor over there, and I got the thing of vodka, and I was like, well, I can't just drink the vodka. And so I got a can of Sprite mm-hmm. and chased it with the Sprite and drank the bottle of vodka. Yeah. Fucking ridiculous. What the hell was wrong with me? You were in college. <laughs> Now it's just now it's just about one to two, more than two though. Gin and tonics. One to two means three or four. No, no, no. It's one. It's really is. One oh, to does two. it? Okay. But I, I do them about half gin, half tonic. You're not on my level yet. You'll get there. When you, <laughs> yeah, you'll know when you have, you'll know that you've arrived and you have a problem and you'll be okay with it once you start lying about your alcohol consumption. That's one. That's how you know. <laughs> I haven't had to do. Well, I do that sometimes to my wife. Yeah. Like she'll be like, "How much have you had to drink?" And I'm like, "One." <laughs> You know, because uh, I don't want her to think, you know. Yeah. yeah. My uh, my brunch cook, he only works for us two days a week, but he works, he's primarily my, my brunch guy, um, Nick. He's half the credit for the way brunch is, is with him. Um, Tremendous. Yeah, he's done a Very bigly. fantastic job, but he always bitches sometime in the day when on Sundays, because we work together for like eight, nine, ten hours on a Sunday, and he'll bitch to me. He'll be like, ah, you Think I'm gonna get a couple tall boys on the way home. <laughs> of course, my wife will bitch at me. She'll be like, "How much you had to drink?" He recently switched from whiskey to vodka because it Ugh. wouldn't show up on his breath as bad. Really? And so he could get away with getting drunk outside with his goats. He has a little farm with some goats. What the hell? He's a weird. He's. I love Nick, but he's he can be a little. He's a weird dude. He's big in conspiracies and kind of Ooh, a hippie guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's actually he run his main gig is a food truck. Oh, nice! And he, they, he, they were named the third best number. They got number three in the for food truck. Yeah. Oh, nice! So, so third Very best nice. food. That's food really truck kick ass in the St. Louis area. Yeah, that's awesome. So, anyway, um, 
run you through. When I'm a millionaire, I'm going to buy you a food truck. I don't want a food truck. Oh. It's too much work. When I'm a millionaire, I'm going to buy you a restaurant. Again, a lot of work. <laughs> okay. God damn it, Matt. When I'm a millionaire, I'll buy you a bottle of the best whiskey. <laughs> Not really a bourbon. Can we make it rum? Not really a bourbon guy. <laughs> I get so picky. Can I just get can I just get like a hundred dollar Schnooks gift certificate so I can get like cheap Burnett's vodka or not Burnett's vodka uh Bennett's rum? He's gonna get Bennett's rum and uh he's he's gonna ask if they'll sell him uh peanut butter by the case. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, how much I get wholesale for that case of uh Peter Pan honey roasted? Yeah, exactly. If I take all twelve that's in that uh, that inner pack there, what 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 are we talking? Yeah. <coughs> Ridiculous. Anyway, uh, I'll run you through. Couple signature Matt brunch dishes. All right, that are mine. I got the breakfast tacos. Can I look forward? Oh, what breakfast tacos? So you can get either two or three breakfast taco. And um, now this isn't all you can eat, right? They have a, you have a menu. No, that you order yeah, from? yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, breakfast tacos are uh, flour tortilla, American cheese, um, bourbon onions, which are bourbons that we just reduce and cook in 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 bourbon. Mm-hmm. Um, um, fried potatoes, kind of like a country style hash brown sort of thing mm-hmm. um a strip of bacon eggs however you want it over easy uh chimichurri sauce which is kind of a it's a parsley and cilantro vinegar based sauce mm. um so you have kind of a funky um vinegar taste to it um then that's by far one of our biggest sellers okay people love those yeah yeah, yeah make those all day um the sunday nap <laughs> which is uh Two biscuits that I make. Make biscuits every Sunday morning fresh. Made biscuits, a double batch of biscuits yesterday because I knew this thing was coming out. We got number two brunch and I was like, we're going to be busy. And we were busy and I sold out of biscuits at like 1130. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. Sunday nap is uh, two of my uh, buttermilk biscuits. Um, Then I take some pickles, put put pickles on top of those biscuits. Like open them up, split the biscuits, put pickles on top of the biscuits. Right. Right. So you have four little halves with pickles all over, which we make in-house as well. The pickles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I have my own special, Brian. I do my pickles in. Then uh, I take a chicken breast, double-lobed chicken breast, and I dredge that, deep fry it. So you have a piece of fried chicken breast. Put that on top. Melt some American cheese over the over the fried chicken once that's done. Then we Sounds cover that cover that with some sausage gravy. <laughs> top it with a sunny side up egg. Oh my god. Some microgreens on top. A little cracked black pepper. And it ends up being about four or five inches high when it's done. That sounds amazing. I mean, serve that, that. With, with either um get an extra asparagus. We serve that with either um asparagus and hollandaise, fried potatoes, fruit, if you're a little faggot. <laughs> <laughs> or something I just added to the menu, which is my maple butter grits. As I make oh. grits that I when I make them and then just pour just maple syrup and just gobs of butter, some salt, a little bit of pepper in there. Oh my god! Yeah, I really got to get out there. Um, now, if I promise to like Instagram the shit out of my meal, like do I get a discount or what's the deal here? Actually, we do. I, I we do. I think do like a ten percent if you're a Yelper, like and you're a Yelper who's given us I like a, a good Yelp review. Video. In the past, like I think you can get like a ten percent discount for something. I don't know any of the specifics about it because I don't deal with that <laughs> sort of end of it. Right. Um, well, when I'm a millionaire, that's the end that I'll deal with. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then I have uh, a madame, which I call something I call the madame, which I just put on the menu. Um, it's a play on the crook madame and a hot brown. So a crook madame is a sandwich that is French toast, a wine sauce, um, and uh, ham. So a white cream sauce. Right. Um, ham. Uh, usually some sort of cheese and uh, French toast. Right. Right. A hot brown is toast, turkey, gravy, and tomatoes on toast. That sounds amazing. So I took those two, and I, I take French toast, slice that up, serve it open face, put that on the bottom. Then I take um, uh, Miller's ham, which is a local ham we get out of South County. It's like the best ham in St. Louis. Take a bunch of that, put that on top. bunch of heirloom t- cherry tomatoes, which we get locally. Um they're hot house because they're not in season, but they're still locally grown. Take those, throw those cherry tomatoes in the mix. A slight, uh, I, I, I do maple syrup in my French toast batter, so you already have a maple taste in there. Then I take a, uh, a Parmesan cream sauce that I make um, <laughs> fresh right amazing. as I do the dish. Pour that over on top of the ham. Top that with some egg. And then uh, a little bit of sprinkle of uh, Parmesan over the top of that, too, to finish it off. This all sounds amazing. And it's sort of a funky, sweet, yeah, it's savory a, I, I, I sort of taste. It. Yeah, it sounds really good. Because the, the Parmesan really makes it, the Parmesan cream sauce really makes it just like a funky A crispness, yeah, yeah. But you also have the, the, the ham and the toast that are, you know, savory. And, yeah. Oh, man. Sounds amazing. I really So that's a new addition. The Sunday nap has been on the menu for a while, and that's a pretty, pretty good seller, too. So, nice. and then we got pancakes, omelets. We do like a, a, a like a bacon and eggs sort of breakfast thing too. Bacon, eggs, toast, potatoes, sort of thing. Um, right. Yeah, and then uh, you know, steak and eggs and a couple other things. So, and three guys knock all that out. Yeah, me and Nick uh, cook uh, on the hotline, and then we have Calvin in the back who's on salads. He's doing fruit stations. He's doing salads. So we do salads. We have our lunch menu too during brunch as well. So you can come in and get like a chicken bacon brie sandwich, whole wheat toast, chicken breast, brie, okay, melted brie, bacon, honey mustard, strawberry slices. That's fucking disgusting. I hate fruit. I make 12 of those a day during lunch. People love that sandwich. I'm serious. It's like the the number one seller that we sell is that thing. Well, anyway, but so, yeah, so, you know, three guys knocking it out, doing it up big. Very bigly. Very Huge. Bigly. Very proud of you guys. Huge. Maybe, uh, maybe President Trump will tweet at the Rack House. Maybe. I doubt it. He likes to tweet about things. I doubt it. From what I understand. He, <laughs> he is... retweeted Kanye. That was it. <laughs> he said, very cool, Kanye. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous! It it just screamed of like an older white dude trying to relate to a rapper. Yeah, like it's and I mean it was, but like that's that's just what it screamed of. Like very cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, thanks for the support, you groovy hip hop heads. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you guys are doing great with your with your records there. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, um, yeah. I don't know that there's much else. I thought Dano, maybe 
Maybe I, he's really got to be fighting this turd because he's been in there for a minute. I think now. he's yeah, still trying to pinch one off. But yeah. anyways, he'll be here next time. Yeah. Obviously, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, download, follow, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we never say that anymore because we've just given up trying. <laughs> but that being said, oh, I'll leave you with this. Um, you know how you said the N word last week? I say the N word all the time. <laughs> I can't. I can't be. I say that a lot. I don't. I can't remember specific times. It's not something that happens, and I'm like, oh man, I feel guilty about that now. Point is, we mm-hmm. lost a listener, Matt. I had somebody send Who? me a picture. Uh, somebody that was a listener. Oh, he sent me a picture of his Google Play. You know, the screen where the Google Play has the podcast. Yeah, and he sent me a screenshot of it, and I was like, uh, and I just said, LOL, because anybody was saying he was like, he was like, notice what podcast isn't there anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So that's that's your racism did that to us, man. And he's okay, cool. <laughs> I'm no, I'm totally fine with that. If if somebody doesn't want to listen anymore because they think that me using a word is is wrong, then that's fine. Um, the moment I think we start, we st- the controlling of language, um, the the. Filtering of language, um, censoring of language, and of ideas is uh, is telling about whether somebody's closed mind or open mind. I don't think how you say a thing or how you do a thing should be the point. Um, the point should be what what thing you've done and how and you know um, what thing you said, mm-hmm. not how you say it. Um, so I apologize if if people are offended by the fact that I've used um, the N word before on this podcast, but uh, I, I I don't see I I struggle with how can you how do you see the word and not what the message that the word is a part of, right? Right. How do you give so much weight to oh you can't say faggot. Mm-hmm. As opposed to what the context of faggot is, words. And while I would never stand up on a public stage and use the term nigger, <laughs> right? I would. I would never to a room of black people. I wouldn't do that, right? Because I know that there are people there who would who would take offense and who would st- stop as soon as they heard that word. They would stop listening. Right. And only focus the on context that. Would be lost. Only focus on the word rather than the context we of it. We lose context behind words due to an emotionality. That's absolutely yeah. And certain. I realize that that there are that I'm not 100 percent justified in my use of the word, mm-hmm. and I'm okay with that. There you go. Um, comedically, I think it can it can be funny, and I think I've used it in very funny uh, ways before. And I won't say, "Oh, I have black friends, therefore I can use that word," because I don't. Um. <laughs> um. But I have a very short list of friends. Everyone else's acquaintances. So yeah. Um. Yeah. I. Well. I. 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 I admit that uh, sometimes I have used that word flippantly and uh, flagrantly. Mistakenly. And uh, but I will say, I have never used the term faggot, right, or nigger, in anger. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. As you stupid nigger. Right. I hate you. Yeah. 
and I think that that has something to to, to say for it. Uh, but however, uh, you know, I'm not a hundred percent. Um, I'm not in the right in any in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> I am, Let that be known. I am, it's a disclaimer we're going to put in front of every show now. I am part of the problem. <laughs> yeah. Just as much as everybody else. Just as much as every single All other person. Them. That's right. Well, I was going to leave us with a song. I was going to I was going to have you pick a Kanye West song, uh-huh. um, because of the context. But I'm actually going to leave us with something else, um, that I that I pulled up at, at the very end here, which I think will be amusing and enlightening to all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, hopefully. Uh, oh, here here comes Dano. Oh, hey, I'm, Dano. I'm yeah. We're we're just wrapping up, buddy. So uh, yeah. Oh, hey, what's up, guys? Uh, stupid uh, sneakers and white Every, girls. Everybody has different words that offend them. Different things that they hear that they get offended by. I to me, the thing that offends me the most is every time that I hear the N word. Not nigger, by the way. I mean the N word. <laughs> Literally, whenever a white lady on CNN with nice hair says the N word. That's just white people getting away with saying nigger. That's all that is. They found a way to say nigger. N-word. It's bullshit, because when you say the N-word, you put the word nigger in the listener's head. That's what saying a word is. You say the N-word, and I go, oh, she means nigger. You're making me say it in my head. Why don't you fucking say it instead and take responsibility? For the shitty words you want to say. Just say it. Don't hide behind the first letter like a faggot. Just <laughs> say nigger, you stupid cunt. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't care. Somebody will kick my ass. I mean, all this shit goes on in my head. I don't. Really, you like? I thought the word nigger the other day. I'm going to tell you this story, and it wasn't racist. It wasn't a race even connotation. Let me tell you what happened. I went to a coffee place, and it was a, a, a like a cool indie coffee. I don't like Starbucks anymore because you go there and they they don't care anymore. They just press a button and some old lady's diarrhea comes out and they just give it to you. <laughs> so I go to like a young people cool coffee place with like my band's playing notices on the walls, and it's called like the Howling Do whatever thing, and. The dude behind the counter's got a tight t-shirt and a ponytail, and he's like, hey, what's up, man? And I was like, hey, can I get a cappuccino? And he's like, yeah, right on, totally. Like, he's amazed that he could help me. Like, oh, yeah, I got all this stuff right here. That's awesome. And so he starts making my coffee just so, he works so hard. He ground the beans just for the, that one cup and put them in the thing and tamped them with this old thing and you click, clack, and click, and, and then he took the milk and he frothed it like for all, like an hour. And then he banged it on the counter. I don't know why, it was awesome. And he scooped it in and put a little cocoa on it. And he's like, here you go, man. And I was just blown away. And for some reason, as I left there, the thought in my head was, that nigger made the shit out of my coffee. <laughs> I don't know why. He wasn't black. That's just what was in my heart for some reason was that nigger made the shit out of my coffee. I don't know.